KVLA Talk 1580. Okay, it's time for our daily deep dive, and I'm really happy to have in the space with me uh, well, another mom who happens to be community organizer, happens to be an activist, is a professor at Cal State LA, a political scientist, African American studies professor, also the leader of Black Lives Matter Grassroots and BLM LA, Dr. Melina Abdullah. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Dominique. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for um, thanks for being on. I hope you're keeping warm somehow. <laughs> I know it's beautiful outside, but it's cold. Yeah, it's almost like we're in another state. So yep. a lot, a lot going on. Um, in you know in the in the national and also in the local uh situation um regarding black lives matter um so it's almost hard to know where to start but i guess um we'll we should start with uh a little bit about the organizing around uh niani um finlayson yes absolutely um so i think your listeners know you've talked about it um, and it's been in media, on social media, that 27-year-old black mother, Niani Finlayson, um, who lives in Lancaster, lived in Lancaster, um, on December 4th was experiencing a domestic violence situation. It was alleged that her boyfriend had um, pushed or punched her daughter. And so she called 911 for help. And instead of getting help... Um, Deputy Ty Shelton showed up, was one of the deputies who showed up at her house. And within four seconds of entering her apartment, he shot Niani dead um, in front of her nine-year-old daughter, Zaisha. And um, we know that Ty Shelton, so we know that the L.A. County Sheriff is corrupt, right? Cerise Castle is wonderful in documenting L.A. County sheriff's gangs, deputy gangs, and we always tell people to Google LASD gangs. We also know that that station out of Lancaster and those folks out of Lancaster, Palmdale, are particularly problematic. And then we also know that Ty Shelton, his um, treatment of black community especially is beyond violent and disgusting. In 2020, he killed 62-year-old black father, Michael Thomas, um, also within his own home, within seconds, and then Niani was killed very similarly in 2023. So we aren't just saying this is terrible. We're saying this is terrible, this is disgusting, this is outrageous, and we should mourn because um, I, I was with them in December. There was a beautiful vigil organized by Cancel the Contract out there. And I was with them, and Zaisha's a beautiful child, a special child, um, and she misses her mother dearly. Niani also has a two-year-old daughter, and so it's mm. very sad, especially as mothers, to think about this. Um, so we should be outraged, and we should mourn her death, but we also need to take action, and so we're calling on everybody to um, make sure that they take action, and we have a whole two toolkit available calling for the firing of Deputy Ty Shelton, calling for a federal investigation, calling for Ty Shelton to be prosecuted. We're asking people to support 
the family of Niani Finlayson. And we're also asking people to show up at the Sheriff Civilian Oversight Commission meeting this Friday at Loyola Law School, Friday at 9 a.m. Uh, that's the um, the body that's supposed to be monitoring what's going on with the sheriffs. And it's, uh, it's, it's meeting Friday at 9? Friday at 9 a.m. at Loyola Law School, yes. And uh, we also have uh, coming up, I, I think, um, next week. A, or is it this week, a special um, meeting of the L.A. Police Commission, right? An evening meeting? Yes, that's on the 23rd. So we know. Um, uh, let me say one more thing about Niani and then yes. I'll, I'll give that information. So if listeners want to know what they can do right now in this moment, um, we want you to call the Lancaster Sheriff's Station and tell them to fire Ty Shelton. That's a good lead up to the in-person meeting on Friday. So that phone number is 661-948-8466, 661-948-8466. This is something tangible that you can do. It only takes 60 seconds. A real person answers the phone. The more you call, the more that their business as usual is disrupted. But that also gets reported back to the actual sheriff. Robert Luna, so he knows that he's not off the hook. Um, just because we couldn't stand the sheriff before him doesn't mean that we're accepting his misleadership. Yeah, so, before we pivot off that, call. let's say I call, what do I, who do I ask for? Do I just talk to whoever picks up the phone? Talk, talk to whoever picks up the phone. And um, they actually tally it, and then it's reported back. So, again, that number is 661-948-8466. And you don't have to have a lot of words. Just say, fire Deputy Ty Shelton. And if you remember to say, for the murder of Niani Layson. Niani Layson is her name. Niani Finlayson, I'm sorry. Niani Finlayson. Um, and you also mentioned supporting the family. Um, is there a site that we need to go to for that? Yes, she has a GoFundMe. And you can find all the actions on our link tree at link free slash justice, the number four, Niani Finlayson, N-I-A-N-I-F-I-N-L-A-Y-S-O-N. Linktree slash justice, the number four, Niani Finlayson, and it has all of those action steps that you can take to, to lift her up. And then if you just go to our social media, it's on there as well, um, at BLM Los Angeles on Instagram. You, and since you mentioned uh, Sheriff Loon, I have to follow up with this. He made a point of saying that he was releasing the body cam footage uh, of the Niani, Niani's um, killing ahead of schedule uh, to show transparency. Um, how did you receive that? Well, number one, um, he attempted to release that body cam foot, footage without showing the footage to her family. So, yes, we want transparency, but more than that, we want respect. And her mother, Sister Tracy, and her partner had the right to, or the father of her children, had the right to see that before it was released publicly. That's just a blatant show of disrespect and dehumanization. But two, transparency doesn't trump justice. Um, you know, we want justice. And so, yes, we've seen the body cam footage. That's a way of them putting out their own narrative. 
they narrate over the footage um, and try to make it like Niani is deserving of her own death. And so we re-released it without the the um, narration, without the sheriff's narration. And it's appalling. It's triggering and it's appalling. And we also don't take Luna's words that it was an attempt to be transparent. It was an attempt to tell a story about Niani rather than telling a story about the um, responsibility and accountability um, that must be taken around the sheriffs and Ty Shelton in particular. Hmm. Yeah, we can pivot to what's happening in L.A. and what's happening with Black Lives Matter grassroots when we come forward. We're talking with Dr. Melina Abdullah, and you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. And uh, right now you're talking with uh, Dominique DePrima and Dr. Melina Abdullah. Don't forget to catch... Uh, this is not a drill. Her show, along with Black Lives Matter LA, on Saturday mornings from 8 to 10. Those of us who listen to KBLA, especially this show, know about the the court matter between Black Lives Matter grassroots. Black Lives Matter grassroots seeking to get back your... Uh, platforms, your social media platforms, your good name, and the funding, the resources that have been stolen by... Um, a group of, of consultants uh, who you at, at one point were working with Black Lives Matter and then um, did a hostile takeover, now have control of this money uh, and the social media platforms. You, you took legal action. They did an anti-slap motion, which is meant to protect, ironically, um, activists um, and small businesses against big corporations. They used it. So they, de- they didn't deny the, the embezzlement. They didn't deny... Uh, stealing the platforms. They just said you were impinging on their free speech. Um, a judge finally agreed, and now um, now they've taken it a step further. The Global Network Foundation, uh, Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, is now trying to get money out of grassroots, the boots-on-the-ground activists. Where are we with that? That's right. So just yesterday... Um, this group, the Global Network Foundation, and if people um, have been following the main Black Lives Matter pages, which are no longer run by Black Lives Matter activists, it's uh, the BLK Lives Matter page. If they're following it for the last two years, I'm sure they've been baffled and confused about why there's posts about what um, celebrities wore for Halloween or about Taraji P. Henson, but there's nothing about the genocide in Palestine. There's nothing about Steve Perkins. There's nothing about Niani Finlayson. There's nothing about the actual work of Black Lives Matter. Well, that's because who stole those platforms are not Black Lives Act Matter activists or organizers, people like who's the uh, um, mastermind, the the evil genius of it all, because he's not stupid. He's just evil. His name is uh, Shalomia. He goes by the name of Shalomia Bowers. Um, Yesterday, he took Black Lives Matter grassroots, which is the on the ground movement uh, for Black Lives Matter, where 33 chapters around the world. He took us to court and sued us, um, personally sued us, along with his consulting firm and along with the Global Network Foundation. 
for legal fees totaling almost $700,000. So in the attempted murder of Black Lives Matter, which is something that I wrote at the end of last year, I kind of detail what they've done. Um, what they're actually trying to do is to kill the movement. So they've already stolen um, probably close to $100 million. And then the little bit of money that we have left, they're trying to take that too so that we can't continue to do the work on the ground. They've stolen our, our platforms, which means that we don't have that reach that we once had, telling millions of people to call for Niani Lathan, asking millions of people to come to Decatur, Alabama, in the name of Steve Perkins. We don't have that reach anymore um, because they stole the platforms, and they're ruining our good name by doing frivolous things and taking money, putting it in their own pockets, and taking vacations on yachts. So we don't have the ruling about the legal fees yet, um, but we're hopeful that the judge will say this is just an atrocity and there's no way one court motion should total $700,000. In fact, we shouldn't have to pay them anything. They owe us the money. So that's what we're praying for and hoping for. So um, you're personally sued by uh, this guy, Shalomia Bowers, and the GNF, the Global Network Foundation, uh, calling themselves Black Lives Matter. For seven hundred thousand dollars, and then is is it is it a separate um, legal action from GNF also? So are there two different pieces to it? Yeah, so all three of them are moving in concert, mm. and they showed up in court together. Their attorneys, because they individually, of course, would never show up in court and be called on this stuff. But their their attorneys showed up in court last year when the actual anti-slap motion was heard. Um, they moved in concert, but each entity is suing us. So Shalomia Bowers as a person is suing us. Um, Bowers Consulting is suing us. And the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation is suing us. And that total bill that they're suing us for is about $700,000. Shalom, the um, Bowers Consulting is a group that paid, that's already paid itself millions of dollars, money donated by people who are trying to support uh, the movement to do whatever they do. Right. In 2020, Bowers paid himself, and he was the sole person with control of the money at the time. He paid himself $2.2 million dollars. That's $2.2 million that was poured into Black Lives Matter because of the murder of George Floyd, because of the murder of Dijon Kazee, because of the organizers on the ground who don't take money. We organize because we believe that God tells us to organize for our people, right? Um, so we do that kind of work. He instead, and this is not something I'm making up, this is right on his social media, which is now private. He instead takes all kinds of lavish trips, has been seen on yachts in, the, uh, in Europe, and um, runs around and actually vacations in Israel. This is where he vacations. Um, and so he took the money that was generously donated by people like my mother, who's a retired elementary school teacher. He took that money to fund his vacations 
in 2020, that total again was $2.2 million. And we know it was around $2 million every year since 2020. Wow. So he's getting, he's getting to be a millionaire, but he wants to take that, uh, try to squeeze that $700,000, hoping that, you know, he can take the last of what might be left um, from Black Lives Matter grassroots, which are, you know, which is the organization that encompasses those 33 chapters that you were talking about, the folks that are doing, uh, doing the protesting that we think of when we think of Black Lives Matter. I mean, this is really in the hands of the judge, right? This is in the hands of the judge, and we're prayerful that Stephanie Bowick will stand on our side this time um, and say they don't have money to be paying $700,000, and what you're doing is really trying to kill a movement. As we stand on the eve of King Day, I want us to think about phenomenal organizers. Um, We were just in Alabama, right? Um, Phenomenal organizers like Cara McClure, and Eric Hall, who are out of Birmingham and are in Decatur, um, Alabama, every single weekend, they don't take a dollar. They drive their own cars two hours to get somewhere to uplift people like Steve Perkins' black father, who was killed by police in Decatur, Alabama. We should think about people like um, Marquel Bridges, who I know you've had on before, yeah. out of Black Lives Matter, Mississippi, who spends his own money to help to fly uh, mothers of those who've been killed by police to places they need to be. Um, Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation stole the resources that could be used for that purpose. And, you know, the question becomes, what do the people want? You know, do you want to fund a movement that's Um, stolen by consultants, or do you want to fund the real movement on the ground, the frontline organizers with Black Lives Matter grassroots? It's it's actually quite astounding that um, apparently that $100 wasn't enough, and now they're coming after... coming after the chapters and, and, and the uh, boots-on-the-ground organizers for another three-quarters of a million uh, for legal fees, which, as you say, is for one slap motion. They must have some really expensive lawyers. And they do have really expensive lawyers. I'm told that their chief counsel is Hillary Clinton's former attorney. Um, wow. I don't know how much they're paying. Uh, <laughs> but if you think about, like, a divorce lawyer is 400 to $500 an hour, how much would they be paying this um, former attorney for Hillary Clinton? Mm, that is crazy. One minute till news, traffic, and sports, and I want to talk about some of the, the work that you're doing on the ground right now. I, I, is there anything we can do at this point? Well, I think that we could make sure that I know it sounds minor, but I think it's important that they know where public opinion is. One, you can share that article, the attempted murder of Black Lives Matter, which appears in the L.A. Progressive. Share that, read that, and share that. Two, there is an open letter um, to them. We would love for people to sign on to that. That's at tinyurl.com slash open letter, the number two, GNF, tinyurl.com, open letter, um, the number two, GNF. Um, and then you can also um, just make sure this is what I said sounds petty, but it's not drop in their comments 
give the movement and the money back to BLM Grassroots. So drop that in their comments so they can hear from you. Yeah, and of course we can follow BLM Grassroots and start building those platforms back up. News, traffic, and sports, and then more with Dr. Melina Abdullah next on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima when we come forward. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio, KBLA Talk 1580. And we are talking with a community organizer. She's the director of Black Lives Matter Grassroots and lead organizer for PLMLA. Also a professor at Cal State LA. Her day job, along with being a mama, which is also a full-time job unto itself. Um, Dr. Melina Abdullah and we got a lot going on, uh, so much going on, in fact, that I, I don't know that we'll really get to all of it. But I know one of the pieces that uh, when we look at the national profile in these 33 chapters of Black Lives Matter grassroots that are still doing the work, despite having 100 million bucks stolen, despite having your platform stolen, attacks by the, the right wing conservative media. Uh, attacks, low-key attacks by this Global Network Foundation that have gone after you personally, Dr. Abdullah, um, really, you know, actually like endangering your life and creating all of these obstacles. Uh, but still, you guys continue. We have to continue, right? We have to remember that if we don't fight, we succumb to the violence that's put on us, to the targets on our backs, you know, you're a mama, I'm a mama, right? We got to continue for our our children. My son is now coming into his teenage years, and I think about what that means for him when he comes home from school on the bus. I think about how my daughters have already been targeted. My middle daughter targeted in school, had police called on her in school eight times, the first time for having a quote-unquote look in her eye. And so if we don't organize, then we not only have targets on our own backs, but we allow for a world that steals black life. And, you know, I was in Alabama last weekend with the family of Steve Perkins, and Steve was just a wonderful human being who is deeply, deeply loved in that community in Decatur, Alabama. Um, Basically, what happened in his situation is... uh, tow truck came in the middle of the night and tried to illegally repossess his car. And when he came out to see what was going on, police were there and shot dead this black father who should have been having his 40th birthday last weekend. Um, And so I think about that. Are we going to allow those kinds of thefts of life to occur? Are we going to allow them to bury our people in mass graves, you know, um, 215 bodies were found outside of, uh, um, in shallow graves. These are recent burials. So I was thinking when I saw the story, oh, this must be stuff that they're discovering. These are the remains of enslaved people. No, these are the remains of people who went missing last year. 215 bodies found outside of a Jackson, Mississippi jail, buried in mass graves, not embalmed, just thrown in the ground with buzzards flying overhead. So no, we're going to keep struggling and pushing forward because we cannot submit to white supremacist um, violence upon us. We can't submit to a police state that steals the lives of our people. I mean, you mentioned some things that are just so crazy. 
excuse me, that 215 people will follow up with Mark Quell on that. But this is, this is stemming from work that you guys had already been on the case with, but just turns out to be much bigger than we thought. Right. So um, there was a mother who was looking for her missing son in Mississippi, and we're grateful to Markwell Bridges, who runs that chapter, Black Lives Matter Mississippi. Um, And he was working with the mom. We had attorney Malik Zulu Shabazz also working with them. Ben Crump um, is also working was is also working on this case. But they were looking to find this young black man. And the gruesome story was that he had been dead. He had been um, basically abducted by police, buried in a shallow grave. And that's how they found him. His mother never found him. He was missing for months and months and months. And um, they found him buried in a shallow grave um, by police. Then they found two more bodies and just this week, 215 bodies were discovered outside of a jail in Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, it's just overwhelming with all the black folks going missing. You know, you just wonder how many of them, how many of these type of little or big makeshift uh, graveyards are, are, you know, are throughout the country. I think about Steve Perkins, you you know, how many people get their cars repossessed and then you end up dead? Um just unconscionable. That's right. When we think about, well, we still don't know the story of what happened to Maitreese Richardson. Right. Um, who was, went missing in uh, Malibu, right? And we know that there was foul play also by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Um, but just because this mass grave is found in Jackson, Mississippi, doesn't mean it's not also happening here in California and in Los Angeles, Right. Um, we say the name Steve Perkins, but we know that last year LAPD has killed more people um, than any other year on record since the start of the Black Lives Matter movement, right? And Michael Moore, the chief of LAPD, has been really um, misleading that department into thinking that they can just steal life. And so it's important that we continue to build the movement whether we have 5 million followers or whether we have 16,000 followers. So we want to grow that number. And again, we want people to follow us on all social media at BLM Grassroots. But we also want people to be with us in demanding justice for our people. So we know every Wednesday we continue to protest outside the L.A. Police Protective League. We'll be there today lifting up the spirit of the radical king and stepping into that and our sacred duty to do that. On Friday, again, we want people to join us at the Civilian Oversight Commission for the Sheriff's Department in the name of Niani Finlayson. That's Friday at 9 a.m. at um, Loyola Law School. And, and, they're, and meant to be, people- they're meant to be talking about sheriff gangs, too, by the way, for those who are you know, interested in following up on that thread. Um, sorry, go ahead. Right. Right, they are. And actually, former Sheriff Alex Villanueva, who had been skirting um, a subpoena, he's now scheduled to be there. Um, maybe he's taken, taken a, um, uh, the lead of his um, idol, Donald Trump, and saying, we used to call him <laughs> Trump of L.A., saying he'll, he'll, 
adhere to the subpoena, but he's supposed to be there. But we got to remember that just because we got Villanueva out, which is a tremendous victory, doesn't mean that it's um, over and that the new sheriff is good. We also want to hold Sheriff Luna's feet to the fire and say he's responsible for accountability in his department and for firing Ty Shelton, who murdered Niani Layson. So we want people to come out. And also, um, we we started to go. We started to go here, but that's Friday, and that's in person uh, at uh, Loyola Law School. But the police commission meeting, uh, I know, you know, we were talking about LAPD and that misleadership. I know BLM Los Angeles is calling for uh, Chief Moore to be fired or to quit. And the police commission is having a meeting at in the evening, uh, which is a first, or at least a first in, since I've been tracking it. Right. Well, a few years ago, we began making the demand that those meetings be accessible. The L.A. Police Commission, again, is the oversight body for LAPD. Um, But they meet on Tuesday mornings at 930 inside LAPD headquarters. That is not accessible. And it's traumatizing, especially to the families whose loved ones have been killed by police. So we've been calling for evening meetings, um, and they committed to four evening meetings a year. Um, They have not had any evening meetings since 2020. And so this is a first um, since 2020 that they had an evening meeting, that they've scheduled an evening meeting. That's on January 23rd, Tuesday, January 23rd at WLCAC 6 p.m. So in Watts at 6 p.m on January 23rd, and we need everybody to show up. I'm laughing because they go from one extreme to another. You're going from police headquarters to the WLCIC. Okay, uh, at 6 o'clock, and that's on the 23rd, um, and and it's open to the public. Um, It's election season. I know that Black Lives Matter grassroots the organization and BLMLA. The chapters do not endorse candidates, regardless of what you might have heard on Fox News. Um, but the show, this is not a drill, will be a special edition this week, right? Because, uh, Tavis Smiley is hosting a forum for the district attorney candidates, which is something, uh, the opposite of endorsing, which is getting rid of firing, uh, is something I know you guys have done with, uh, Jackie Lacey. And so what are you guys talking about on this is not a drill this Saturday? And, and, um, do you have any thoughts about that? that forum, um, you personally, Dr. Melina Abdullah? Um, sure. Yes, I do have thoughts. And I do want to say what Black Lives Matter Grassroots and Black Lives Matter Los Angeles does believe in is voting and organizing. That became our mantra, um, vote and organize. Um, in 2020, we believe it's important to vote no matter how you feel about the presidential candidates we got to remember that the district attorney affects our lives every single day. That when we had Jackie Lacey in office, more than 800 people had been killed by police in L.A. County on her watch, and she chose not to prosecute a single officer for those murders. Um, now we have a district attorney, George Gascon, who isn't prosecuting enough people, but we know that the murderer of Christopher DeAndre Mitchell is... Um, standing trial. We know that's in Torrance, California, right? Torrance police officer who killed Christopher DeAndre Mitchell. We know that the L.A. County Sheriff 
who killed Ryan Twyman, a black father of three boys, um, he's standing trial. And so it's important that we vote on these down-ballot items, especially district attorney. It's also important to remember that the racist, um, vile, violent Kevin DeLeon has the audacity to run for re-election. So if you don't want that fool re-elected, you know, the one who calls us just 25 black people yelling, who compared a child yeah. to a handbag, a black child to a handbag, he's running for re-election. And so we have to vote in down ballot elections. And we've been really, really successful in voting out Alex Villanueva and voting out Jackie Lacey and voting for things like Measure J and uh, Measure A. And so we want to make sure that everybody turns out to vote. And then my own personal position is that this DA is um, moving as strongly as he can, not just in prosecuting police, but we actually have people who are home um, as a result of George Gascon, people who were tried as children, prosecuted as children for minor issues and being held on things. Um, I, I think about Prince Achille, who was 15 years old and is now 32. George Gascon released him because he was being held just for living in a neighborhood that had gang ties. He was not, didn't kill anybody, um, you know, didn't commit any major crime, but was held for more than half his life in prison. And so those are the kinds of things that we need to think about when we vote for district attorney. Um, I got a couple questions in the chat I want to address. Um, Jamal wants to know where Loyola Law School is. It's 919 Albany Street in Los Angeles, uh, 919 Albany Street, Albany Street, Los Angeles, 90015. Um, somebody asked about that jail in Jackson. It is the Hines County Penal Farm in Jackson, Mississippi, where they found those 215 bodies. Um, other clarifications I will you know, get your questions out of the chat right now, and we'll address those and more when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Talking with Dr. Melina Abdullah, and uh, you're right, it's important to celebrate the victories. There are many Um Let's make sure that we are clear with folks about what they can do. All of these different chapters are working on different issues, just as you maybe hear more about Los Angeles if you're located here, but you would know the name Marquel Bridges if you were in Mississippi. Uh, he's working on that case, uh, you know, with the 215 bodies, um, talking about Steve Perkins, who was killed by police while trying, well, you know, while they were trying to take his car, repossess his car. All of these various chapters, all these campaigns, how do we help? That's really what I'm distilling from the YouTube chat. They're saying, you know, they want the specific names of folks and, and so they could follow up on some of these campaigns you're talking about, Dr. Malina Abdullah. Sure. So for people who are local, we really want to focus on Niani Finlayson. And so every day for the rest of the week, please call um, to get the officer Ty Shelton fired. We want to get him fired. He is a danger. This is the second um, murder that he's, and I think about Michael Thomas, if he'd been fired after he killed Michael Thomas, then we wouldn't have to be advocating for Neon Ethan Lacey. 
right? He had been off the street. So we want you to make sure that's super easy that you call um, in the name of Niani Finlayson and um, say that Ty Shelton needs to be fired, demand that he be fired immediately. Again, um, that phone number to call. So before you go off to work, um, that phone number to call is 661. Um, I have it. 948-8466-661-948-8466. The, the deputy who killed um, Niani is named Ty Shelton. And um, that we're just calling for him to be fired. And you can, I guess, just talk to whoever picks up the phone. What about right. supporting um, the, the campaign to help um, Steve uh, Perkins? So, you know, I think that sharing his story is really important. So your voice in amplifying these stories is really important because we don't have our platform. So we need you to be our platform. So saying Steve Perkins' name is really important. Sharing that story is important. And I want to say that when we fight, we win. We say that all the time, that last week we were able to get the officer who killed Steve Perkins indicted for murder. That almost never happened. But the constant organizing um, made it so. So the, the officer who killed Steve Perkins is being uh, indicted on murder charges, not some lesser charge. He's being indicted on murder charges. So that's so important and points to the importance of showing up on the front line. So the other thing you can do is show up on Friday at the Civilian Oversight Commission meeting at Loyola Law School. And then also organize with us. On Sunday, we'll be having our Black Lives Matter Los Angeles monthly organizing meeting, Sunday, 7 p.m. at what we call the Center for Black Power right at 3423 West 43rd Place, um, right across the street from Africatown or Lamert Park. Join us there. You'll get a hot meal. You'll get a produce bag to take home. Um, and you'll get to organize with some really good and beautiful people. We often hear from folks, well, what are you doing about this or what are you doing about that? Bring those questions to the meeting as we expand our capacity, as we have more people we have an opportunity to do more. So we want you to plug in. And then, of course, follow BLM Grassroots on all social media and locally BLM Los Angeles on Instagram and BLM LA on X. So those are some things you can do. There's a lot There's a lot going on there, a lot you can do. And I'm glad that people are, are tapping in. Um, if, you, if you come to the organizing meeting um, at the Center for Black Power, it's a great opportunity to see the space that is now owned by Black Lives Matter Los Angeles, which has become a hub of all kinds of activism, uh, not just Black Lives Matter LA, but other organizations you've lent it to, including uh, the big Christmas present giveaway that you all did with... Um, with Assemblymember Isaac Bryan and the thousands of presents you guys wrapped up and gave away to the children. All that is happening out of the Center for Black Power. So anyone is welcome, even if you want to join, right? You could join Black Lives Matter at that meeting or find out what, what else is happening. Absolutely. And also when community needs space, right? Um, in February, we'll be opening up the space for a book talk with Gerald Horn. He's coming into town, the famed and brilliant scholar who's written probably, I don't know how many books, I think it's in the 80s A now. whole library, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Dr. Gerald Horn is coming to give a book talk. The mother of um, Dana Malik Young um, is coming to both give a book talk. She has um, Sister Khadijah Shabazz has a book called I Didn't Sign Up for This. Um, and this will be the second time we're opening up the space for who, her to talk about what happened to her son, but also organizing in her life as a black Muslim woman. And so we open up the space and make sure it's accessible and do work of our own. But we also know that organizations like Students Deserve, who are empowering black students in LAUSD, they need a home. So the Center for Black Power is also their home, right? And so that's what we do with that space. So the money, when people ask us sometimes what happened to the money, we can tell you what BLMLA did with the money. We spent every penny and more on purchasing this building that is meant to be a hub for black organizing and black cultural um, space. Okay, real quick before we get out of time, Sherry Bell in the YouTube chat asks, do you feel like the arrest of officers lately has been a deterrent in the amount of murders by police that we see? And also thank you, BLM, for your organizing. Oh, thank you, Sherry Bell. Um, yes, I do think that it's a deterrent. I think it's a reminder. I didn't lift up this victory in Los Angeles, but the two black fathers who were murdered at the beginning of last year, Dakar Smith and Keenan Anderson, our constant organizing and advocacy got out of policy rulings by the police commission for both of those. And so your presence and voice makes a difference. We are stepping ahead. We are moving forward with more folks, with more organizing, we'll be able to do more. And so we really appreciate everybody's support and um, work. Black Lives Matter is, um, is owned by the people. And so we need the people involved. Well, uh, Dr. Melina Abdullah, I join uh, Sherry Bell and many others in the community in thanking you personally and BLM Grassroots, all 33 chapters, uh, most especially BLM LA, for all the work you guys are doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for the platform, too, and for talking with us about these important issues. All the time, Tavis Smiley is up next. You know him. He's got a lot to say and a lot of great guests for you today. Um, I always end with a quote. Today I'm going to, well, I don't know who said it first, but Melina Abdullah says it all the time. When we fight, we win. And uh, we stay winning when we stay fighting. That's what we do around here. Please get the app. It's KBLA 1580, wherever you get your apps. Please uh, find the podcast. They are always free wherever you get your podcasts. You can hear any of the shows that you might have missed. I'm Dominique DePrima. History is now, and we are making it together. Until tomorrow, one love.